You're listening to the sermon cast of First Presbyterian Church Spartanburg. To watch the full video of this worship service and to learn more about the ministries of our church, visit us online at fpcspartanburg.org. We hope you enjoy the message. Our two scripture passages for the day are short, and they are about perseverance from Galatians chapter 6. Do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for you reap whatever you sow. If you sow to your own flesh, you will reap corruption from the flesh, but if you sow to the Spirit, you will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. And from Hebrews chapter 12, these wonderful words. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of the Lord. Every time a new year begins, I feel hopeful. Do you feel hopeful? I'm optimistic about all the good things that will happen in that new year that stretches out before us like a new novel waiting to be read and hoping that it will grab us and take us on this thrilling ride. And I I see around us All the world is breathing with New Year's hope. And maybe you are too. There's a poem that I've always remembered from Helen Steiner Rice, you know, the greeting card poet, that goes like this. It's a a poem about a new day or a new year. She writes... I see the dew glisten as a new day is born, and I hear the birds sing on the wings of the morn as God wraps up the night and tucks it away and hands out the sun to herald a new day, a day yet unblemished by what's gone before, a chance to begin and start over once more. Well, that's how I feel about a new year. It's a chance to begin and start over once more. Now we can look at the new year with freshness and energy and expectation and even exuberance about what might be ahead. And that's a great way to begin on this New Year's Day. Yet we have to understand that all of that exuberance and energy and excitement about what might be in this new year, we know that there will be months and days ahead that will also sap from us what Harry Emerson Fosdick called the power to see it through, 
That is the ability to keep doing and trying as the days and the weeks and the months go by of this new year. It's easy to lose your energy and excitement about what might be about what's around the corner. But rarely do we lose hope or energy or excitement in an hour. Instead, commitment and energy and expectations for the new year, they sort of leak away over time like a dripping faucet. And we drain our emotional resources a nickel and dime at a time. Edna St. Vincent Millay once wrote these four lines. East and west will pinch the heart that cannot keep them pushed apart. And he whose soul is flat, the sky will cave in on him by and by. Charles Darwin, who grew up in a devoutly Christian home, if you didn't know that, wrote in his diaries that he never lost his faith through scientific challenge or intellectual argument. Instead, he said that his belief slipped away over time until it just didn't matter anymore. His story is rewritten a thousand times each generation by others, maybe some of you in this room, who have simply lost faith and felt your souls flatten in the turbulence of daily life. So, what can, in this new year, what can broaden and deepen and empower our souls to help us to live lives of significance in this new year, to keep our souls and our spirits from being flattened by all that life throws at us from what might come to us. God has given us a gift. Yes, Jesus Christ, but in this instance, I'm talking about Sabbath. Sabbath is a biblical concept that helps us step out of our own crazy, draining, soul-flattening lives for a moment in order to see things again from God's perspective and not just our own. It's what we're doing this morning. Sabbath allows us to worship, gaining our a peaceful harbor for our souls where we can again find our bearings in this sea of turbulence and wintry winds that come to us. It is a powerful thing that this new year begins on the Christian Sabbath. The Christian faith provides us with all that is necessary to keep our spirits alive and our faith thriving. We have tools to assist us through worship and scripture and prayer and service, to name a few. But yet, so often, we do not avail ourselves of the power that comes through regular practice of these things. We have good intentions to go to church regularly, to make space for a quiet time with God each day to make the temples of the spirit, our bodies, to get healthier by a new resolve to eat right and exercise. 
to find our God-inspired mission in life. But then real life enters and something like the Allstate Insurance Mayhem Man visits you and sidetracks all your plans. And we become like Darwin and allow our faith to flatten and just slip away in the demands and chaos of life. Our energy flags and the unexpected hurdles that keep us from being and doing what it takes to grow our faith and walk each day with Jesus as his faithful disciple. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ means finding ways to follow through on doing the right thing long term and following Jesus as consistently as we can in the situations of life, knowing that we can't always do what we know we need to do, that we fail, and that we have to start again and again and again. You know, it is not uncommon to make a good start, and in some cases, even make a lot of headway toward where we think God is pointing us. But we shouldn't be surprised if and when a fresh wave of problems and hindrances hit us. We shouldn't be surprised if things that have never gone wrong go wrong. And we shouldn't be surprised if our passion for something that we're doing, an endeavor that we think God wants us to engage in, just suddenly evaporates. Life is like that. The life of faith is like that. Thus, one prayer that I have grown to love, and it's helpful in times when I feel like my faith is flattening out, is a prayer for ongoing discipleship. And it goes like this. Help me, oh God, when my enthusiasm is leaking away and my energy is falling and problems are multiplying to continue to follow you. One of the signs that you as a Christian are maturing in your faith is when we realize that and accept that the Christian life is not only a matter of an initial repentance and commitment, but it is also a matter of perseverance. As Paul told the Galatians, so let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap at harvest time if we do not give up. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message that some of you enjoy reading, Eugene Peterson borrowed a phrase from the philosopher Nietzsche. It describes the Christian life as a long obedience in the same direction. Now, you might have heard that phrase before, a long obedience in the same direction. <clears throat> Pastor Allen used Peterson's book to teach a Wednesdays at First Bible study early this fall. So if that phrase sounds familiar, that's probably where you heard it. 
a long, slow obedience, a long obedience in the same direction. I think it's a great description of the Christian life. And Eugene Peterson writes in his book, one aspect of the world that I have been able to identify as harmful to Christians is the assumption that anything worthwhile can be acquired at once. We assume that if something can be done at all, it can be done quickly and efficiently. Our attention spans have been conditioned by 30-second commercials. There is a great market for religious experience in the world, but there is little enthusiasm for patient acquisition of virtue. Little inclination to sign up for a long apprenticeship in what earlier generations of Christians called holiness. End quote. In the scripture passage that is usually read on the first Sunday after Christmas, which I didn't read today, in this season of Christmas tide, we meet Simeon and Anna. They were two people who were in the temple in Jerusalem when Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus there to be blessed on the eighth day of his life. They were two people who recognized the presence of God in that baby Jesus. Simeon, we're we're told, had been looking forward to the consolation of Israel, which means he had been patiently waiting for something good to happen, for the Messiah to come, for things to change. And Anna, who was 84, never left the temple but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. Both of these Christians, Simeon and Anna, had signed up for the long haul. And both were faithful until the end of their lives. Likewise, the Apostle Paul modeled such perseverance, writing as he drew near to death, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. His words, of course, refer to more than simply completing a project or seeking to be more Christ-like each day and hoping that we can be better. They refer to the, rather, the completion of a whole life of discipleship. But how do we attain a life of discipleship other than by completing little faith projects along in our life? I had a friend who said she committed to read the Bible through completely in one year. And she did it. It was hard, but she did it. And then once she did it, she said, I can do this again. She has now read the Bible through cover to cover 15 times. That's amazing. But she completed a project of one year and found that it enriched her life so much that she continued to do that year after year after year. So, the life of faith is not a tiny 100-yard dash. It's more like a marathon with different segments to it. It is not a tourist jaunt. It is an ongoing pilgrimage that keeps you moving 
keeps you growing, keeps you changing. There are some shorter races that need to be run en route to finishing the marathon of the Christian life. Such as today, sticking with a not so easy task we feel that God has given us to do right now. Such as continuing to root out our bad attitudes and behaviors that might be impeding our spiritual growth. Or such as continuing to work at loving our difficult neighbor as much as we love ourselves. And recognizing that the Christian life and that we ourselves are a work in progress and that God is shaping us each and every day. And sometimes, sometimes it doesn't go the way we would hope. But there is always the ability to get back in the race, to continue to run, to start again on a new segment of your journey. So on this start of this new year, you have an opportunity today to reaffirm your commitment to Jesus Christ and a life of discipleship by giving him your heart, your commitment once more, if you so choose. And then you are invited to come to the Lord's table and receive again your spiritual nourishment for your lifelong journey of faith. Let us run with perseverance this race of faith. Let this year be one that is exceptional in how you grow and revive your faith and your life to be a faithful follower of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.